Okay, we'll cool. Just have to believe. Yeah, I guess we'll believe. I'll not um, care. Well, thank you. Um, welcome, everybody. First of all, ching-a-ling-a-ling, ching-a-ling-a-ling. Um, happy holidays. We are in the holiday season. Welcome to Chicken and the Nuggets. I am one of the hosts, Noah Reynolds, and joined um, uh, with me on this December day is my co-host, and that's Jacob Rupp. Jacob. Hey, Noah. How's it going? Do you feel It feels not Christmassy at all in my world, but what, is is, what, right? do you, what do you feel? Do you feel Christmas spirit? You know, I like to try to get myself to make feel more Christmassy. So I actually, I have a little tree. It's not decorated. I don't know oh, if you yeah. can see it. Um, I've been listening to the Charlie Brown Christmas album at work. So yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I'm absolutely in the fucking spirit, dude. Is, is that is that your go-to Christmas music? Because uh, <clears throat> mine is a uh, Tyler the Creator Christmas album he made last year. It's a new tradition. Cool. No, I um, <laughs> no, I like Mariah Carey, uh, and um, you do it. like Mariah Carey. You're no, very no, excited yeah, for the Mariah Carey McDonald's. Uh, I was. I forgot uh, about that, and I did not have one of those. Of course, last year, fans okay. of the podcast will know Mariah Carey did a 24 Days of McDonald's Christmas where it was a different menu item, on, and I thought it was just a great idea, but I did not partake because 24 Days of McDonald's seems like maybe a lot. But the Queen of Christmas, absolutely. Um, what's been going on with you, Jacob? Oh, you know, just keeping busy, <laughs> uh, working, watching the Denver Nuggets basketball. That's right. Um, we I've been eating chicken actually pretty constantly. Um, oh, so I'm I'm just kind of ready to not be healthy. So there's um there's actually something. I mean, we'll definitely get to the chicken um because that's the podcast. It's half of the podcast. But I actually wanted to talk about something I made myself. Yes. Um, tonight, which was a nice little thing. Um, I don't know if you want me to start. Yeah, or, Hell's okay, Kitchen. Cool. Hell's Kitchen with Noah. That's what we call it. It was Hell's Kitchen. Absolutely. Um, we can so take that I, name. I tried to make myself um, <laughs> tortilla soup, not chicken tortilla soup, but you can assume uh, that if I had chicken, I would put it in there because that's the podcast. Mm -hmm. But I made tortilla soup. I looked at like the first 30 seconds of a video and was like, all right, yeah, I got this. And then I also called my brother, friend of the podcast, brother of podcast, Gus Reynolds, because mm -hmm. he's made tortilla soup in the past. So I asked him how he makes it. And he was sort of helpful, not really helpful at all. And I was now, like, now listeners, me. listeners will know Gus from getting robbed with you in Mexico. So yeah, they'll yes. know they'll know that he was the other person that got um, just his phone stolen. But yeah, less helpful. It was attacked less than with helpful. me. Yes, yes. Less than right. helpful. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes, less than helpful. Certainly not um, somebody to. No, we we love Gus, but um, yeah, sometimes. Um, anyway. <laughs> Um, so I asked him and I was like, what are the things? And I was like, I have all these things. He said, that should be good. And, you know, good luck. And I looked at the last 30 seconds of a video and I was like, all right, that looks good. So what I did was I I chopped up a bunch of jalapenos, a bunch of garlic and a bunch of onions. And I also boiled some potatoes. Okay. That was going to be my protein. I didn't have any chicken. Sure. Um, then I threw that all in a pot with... Um, black beans i don't know if i said black beans yet and chicken broth mm -hmm. um and then i let that boil um and then oh i threw some cumin and just like cumin into it mm -hmm. i think it's common but yes mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> common sorry yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> um and um after a while i was looking at it and it just didn't really look like any sort of soup <laughs> it didn't look like soup but there was a lot of the black beans really made 
the broth look kind of black and brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, uh oh, okay. Um, and then I finished or got to the point where I'm like, I can't just keep this boiling. This has been too long. So um, it doesn't look appetizing. And I eat it. It is very good, but it is basically like a broth with a bunch of jalapenos and garlic floating around in it. And, um, and some cheese on top. So <laughs> it was it was okay. it was good. I would not ever I would be embarrassed if I had made this dish for another person, but I might try it again. The it was the thickness that I think was a huge problem. Okay. So the thickness, um, usually not a problem for you, Noah. You're one of the nope. thickest comics in Denver. Well, um, I, I have a sickness for the thickness, as you know. Yes, I do know. And uh cough, cough. Um, <laughs> but uh Noah, so First, a couple of things. Yes, not to bring from the ratatouille, uh, movie Ratatouille, but you no, do, no. I was I'm you do eat with your eyes. <laughs> you do eat with your eyes, so that I, is important. Okay. So <laughs> I use my eyes. Well, so uh, to I'll push just, back a little bit, to push yes. back a little bit, of course, is the um, our our protagonist in Ratatouille obviously uses his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, he just um, has no control over his hands. So if you're asking if I have somebody controlling my hands like a puppet while I cook, the answer is of course. No. Yes, and, and that, that's that's what I was asking, of course. Uh, and <laughs> but I'm just saying, yes, uh, uh, it, it looking good is like more uh, kind of half the battle. You know what I mean? So, so, yes, I have to tell you, and because you brought up Ratatouille, it is my all time favorite Disney Pixar movie. We're babies on the show, but that that scene where the little rat and I, everybody loves Disney, where he is putting everything into that. Um, pot it's at the very beginning and he's like just trying to make the dish better and yes. make it like into a soup that's how i feel every time i cook no i don't me- measure shit never measure anything ever would never measure shit um i don't time anything ever would never time anything um <laughs> you, you mean time t-h-y-m right time, i don't do anything. either i don't do t-h-y-m and i also don't t-i-m-e anything <laughs> yes um and uh, I'm just like, I am. I'm like a jazz rat up there. A jazz cat rat. Mm. Jazz and, cat. And there's rice in your, or rats in your kitchen, too. I fucked up that joke. All right. Okay. Well, well, it was a that killer. Out. It wasn't that good anyway, but that's all right. <laughs> anyway, no. so that that was um, my cooking experience tonight. Um, and, I, and I will be doing it again. That's Any good. Questions? And and you didn't ask Noah, but my favorite uh Disney Pixar movie is in fact Cars 2. Um, because I love when cars have fake relationships and it's implied that they're boning. Uh I like is that, that a lot. What is is what is really your favorite Disney Pixar? I don't believe you. Well, it might be Ratatouille, but I didn't yeah. want to pick that just because, but I also really love coco and i don't and um yeah be more stereotypical yes and we i i will always remember because i watched it on an airplane uh after going to mexico city so i cried a a lot and that was probably the the most amazing place to watch that um film but i do like a lot of pixar movies but i think yeah probably ratatouille honestly yeah well did you see wally is is on the criterion collection i wish this was a movie podcast we could just talk about movies we could at some point maybe it, everything kind of transforms into what the people like. Um, I don't, I'm not nearly as much of a buff. What was the question? Uh, Wally has a criteria. I hate Wally. I think that's a stupid, <laughs> sad movie. I think it's depressing as shit. And I think it's what are we supposed to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Climate I, change. It's I so know. stupid. I hate it. <laughs> and uh, I also hate the first 20 minutes or whatever the fuck of up and the last whatever 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, I. So. 
I always had the idea. Monsters Inc. This is more Monsters Inc. is great. This is more in college though. I wanted to do like a sketch comedy show, and then the 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 group goes up there and they're like, "Hey, this is our first video sketch we made. We're very proud of it." And then it it comes up and it's just the first yeah ten minutes of up, and they have yeah. to watch that whole crying scene, and then they just come back out. Um, all right, I guess this wasn't a good bit then. All no, right. it was. I was saying it's stupid. I think the whole movie's stupid. I think it was a good bit. I was just angry at the movie. <laughs> yeah. Speaking well, of angry at the movie, yes. Noah, we do have a couple things to be angry about this episode. Um, the, mostly the Denver Nuggets, um, but also we are trying the uh, brand new Popeyes uh, abomin- chicken sandwich. Uh, not an abomination. Uh, the blackened chicken sandwich. Now, what's uh, how did you find out about this? I did see a commercial for it, but um, as a Popeye's aficionado, I was actually not in the forefront of knowing about this coming out. Did you know about this? Yes, coming? I did. I knew about it for a long time. Uh, I think I may have been the one that sent it to you just to be have it on your radar, but there was there was a lot of promotion at my local Popeye's. So um, the rollout was intense and fast and heavy. Uh, so that's how I knew. And then, yeah, I ended up seeing the commercials, which which came out a little bit later, um, which had the guy talking on the phone and the lady um, calling from her car. And it's just good stuff. Um, Very good stuff. I was interested, dude, because, yes, first of all, a lot of people might be listening right now and being like, wait, you usually have a Popeye's correspondent. You usually have somebody there to back you up. We don't this time. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're in the mountains or... Yeah, um, unfortunately, our Louisiana correspondent, Lane Lognon, is too busy uh, in Chicago um, trying to, uh, you know, he's kind of trying to, <laughs> he's trying to storm the Capitol down there in Chicago. Um, he does it, he's camping out until January 6th um, to do some sort of political statement. Yeah, it's funny because Chicago is not even the capital of Illinois. So yeah, he's yeah, very, very I mean, lost. I don't try, know what capital building he's going to storm. We tried to tell him that. And then, um, you know, first it was the uh, the Washington uh, capitals. And then he just moved on to yeah, Chicago. Anytime, you, anytime he gets put into a corner, he rides an alligator out of town. <laughs> yeah. And he's also trying to blow Justin Fields, which would have been a better joke to make. Um, anyway, <laughs> Noah. Yeah. Listeners of the podcast it may not also know that if they're if you're like hey are they going to do every new popeyes menu item that comes out the answer is yes yeah. uh popeyes is still king in our in our eyes and we did do the uh buffalo ranch chicken sandwich didn't we and did so, we i don't know if we did brother okay maybe we did maybe we but, didn't um, now i have to check anyway so we, we've definitely done the nuggets from popeyes in a past mm-hmm. episode we did the traditional chicken sandwich um i think we've talked about just the normal fried chicken one time when sure. we had to get something last minute with jeff tice famous popeyes mm-hmm. fan um so that's a great episode if you want to hear back on our positive thoughts about popeyes um it, uh, long live the queen and Noah, the queen is dead. Long live the king. Yes. 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 Long live the king. And so explain to me what this sandwich is, will you? <laughs> um, it's a blackened chicken sandwich. So is it just without 
spreading? Is this what's going on? So, Jacob, I'm glad you asked me. <clears throat> so Since this you cooked uh, tortilla yeah, soup right. with no tortillas. I didn't hear. Um, but uh, since you did that, uh, what what is what is this sandwich? I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Um, and I did forget your first question already. Oh, um, what is this sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> so this was yes, of course. This sandwich was absolutely advertised as your classic. Popeye's chicken sandwich without the breading. All right. If you're like, listen, I run marathons. I do chin-ups. I do push-ups. Okay. And I love Popeye's chicken. But you know what? Every time I just feel like I'm, it's too much when I get a fully crispy chicken sandwich with all the fucking breading. God, I just wish that they had a fucking sandwich that was a like some blackened chicken fucking sandwich with no breading on it that way i could live my life and if you're like that then that's kind of how they advertise to you and mm-hmm. you're probably you probably did enjoy this sandwich um i'm not particularly that kind of person <laughs> and um so here's uh, uh, i'm actually going to read from the thrillist because if i'm going to be totally honest i don't know if i have the words to explain describe the sandwich mm-hmm. this comes from the thrillist of course publication of note yes. <laughs> the black yes. and chicken sandwich really mirrors its fried counterpart thanks to its consistency with toppings and bun but the chicken breading but the but the chicken is breading free which yes also means healthier hooray get fucked uh running thrillist and then it says popeyes uses the same juicy antibiotic free po- okay great the chicken breast is marinated for 12 hours and cooked in bold cajun and creole seasoning so that's just more a statement as, as to the the time and effort that popeyes puts into their products yes and, but, and, and i'm not surprised by that part um, no and but, i have to yes. also mention they talk about the consistency with the toppings in the bun like their regular breaded chicken sandwich it's like yes those were the good parts of this sandwich <laughs> Okay, so first of all, do you believe that this is the yes, I, go yeah, ahead. No, I, I, I'm interrupting again. Do you agree with me? Uh, yes, I do okay, agree with good. you, and we'll get into it. But I just, first of all, do you agree? Do you believe that this is healthier? It's my um, first question. I think, from like a literal. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yes. Okay. I think that it has. I think it, if you're like, the metric is so, you know, the lines are so blurred, I think. But yes, it has to okay. be healthier. I don't know. And my second question to you, Noah, is who is this for? Um, because it's for the guy I was describing at the very beginning. <laughs> it was, but even that kind of dude, I feel like, is not going to McDonald's for like an impossible or an impossible no. Whopper at Burger King. Like, I don't. I always thought that about the Impossible Burger at Burger King. It's like, that is not the place where vegans are going and stuff like that, you know? So, like, this to me is like, I'm not going to Popeye's to get a uh, a good piece of chicken that's good for me and probably um, more healthy. Now, I will also say, Noah, the fav- my favorite part of the original chicken sandwich is the breading uh so is the outside of the chicken is by far the best part of a popeye's chicken sandwich (laughs) you know when you get a bite that's just like only the breading and you're like that was a pretty good fucking bite there's not that and then it's like you know what we should do now we have this successful sandwich let's 
flip it on its head. Let's turn it inside out. Shout out that Disney Pixar movie. And let's make it without the best part of it. <laughs> I was already upset about this. First of all, I was terrible day at work before going to get this. And then I went to go get this. I, I knew I had to. I, I I I get red beans and rice as my side. All right. I get back to my office, Noah. I open up the bag. The sandwich is on top of the red beans and rice. And the red beans and rice has caved in into <laughs> the bag. And the red beans and rice is everywhere in the bag. So I didn't even get my red beans and rice of this meal, Noah. And, and I, I give Popeyes a thousand mulligans if they want. But this that combined with this sandwich made me very upset. And I don't get mad though. I don't think I don't think you've actually seen me angry, probably. I don't think so. No, and you've even said growing up you didn't get mad. Like you're you that was you've always had this very cool, chill guy mentality. And yeah, I can attest. But I opened up that bag, saw my red beans and rice spilled everywhere. I ate this blackened chicken sandwich. And then all of a sudden, I just thought about my parents getting divorced. Some memories that I've blocked out in my life, I just, it came to light. So that's, that's what I'm saying about the sandwich. It made me relive moments that my brain has blocked out of my memory. Well, <laughs> and that being said, the spicy, pretty spicy, and was, in retrospect, yes. probably wasn't that bad. But it's... no, no, Jacob, we have to stick to it because I think what we're saying here, and I the think situation. you made the you made well. I here, let me tell you my situation that I went and got it. I watched the United States lose to the <laughs> Netherlands in the World Cup, yeah, and that Dutch. game ended at ten a.m. And of course, Pop Popeyes opens at 9 30 so perfect fucking timing so i went and i got an 11 o'clock a.m black and chicken sandwich and i was like you i wasn't excited to eat this you know we we talked about it up front this is our obligation as broadcasters um to to discuss and to cover these issues um so i was like i'm not too psyched about this what am i gonna do i'm gonna get two chicken spicy chicken sandwiches just in case this black chicken sandwich doesn't live up to the hype and I don't think I've ever been more happy about a decision to have some backup chicken sandwiches because it it just didn't live up to the hype, you know, and, and, and in, a, in a huge way. So, you know, this Thrillist article goes on and it says, how does it compare to the original um, Popeye's chicken sandwich, fried chicken sandwich? And the very first sentence is it's just as good as the original. So if you guys want to attack the author her name is Megan Schlatteger, S-C-H-A-L-T-E-G-G-E-R. She writes for Thrillist. She mm-hmm. likes strong coffee, eating her way through Manhattan, and her dog, Murray. Okay, okay so I, I do have Megan Schlatteger's page up on Thrillist. <laughs> and um, it's so weird that, yeah, she says most of her articles are about fast food and stuff. Yeah. So shout out, shout out. That's cool. You know, Jack in the Box is offering 24 days of cheap and free food for the holidays. That's cool. Uh, Burger King is giving away free and cheap food for 12 straight days this month. Uh, that's cool. Uh, Denny's is giving away 12 straight days of free breakfast this month. Coldstone All... just unveiled two new ice cream flavors, but that's for the holiday season. That's that's for the holiday season. And then she has one that just says uh, Kanye is correct and we should stand by him. He's also giving out tweets. 
12 straight days of free breakfast this month, uh, yeah. Kanye West said. Um, so shout out Megan Schlatger for having uh, terrible opinions. And um, now I'm on her Instagram. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry, this page is not available, it says. So the we'll link to her Instagram, we'll figure it out. I mean, she's got to be uh, pretty prominent on Instagram. Um, I mean, a thrillist writer like of her stature. Um, who would know? Um, no, I don't know, man. This is a weird item for me to wrap my head around. Um, you were correct in getting extra normal sandwiches. I did think about it to get just a, like a two-piece too, but for some reason, I just couldn't think about walking into my office with like five items of Popeyes, you know, and just sitting in my office and eating it. But that that turned around and backfired because then my office just smelled like red beans and rice because it was all smeared over a bag. So, well, um, I, I think we were both pretty pathetic this week. I think that's fine and okay to say. I, of course, got a breakfast chicken sandwich and carried it home. Sorry, I got three breakfast chicken sandwiches before noon and carried them all home um, and then took a nap. <laughs> so I, I don't know if we're like uh, you know fuck that dude i think this is what it's like to be responsible and to be grown up and adult i think it's living these kinds of things um and it's you know trying new popeye things i, I would have you know and this is of course where we would have loved some some southern charm and opinion and and takes which you know it's just a shame that um lane was um killed in that Fanbone accident, but uh, I am. We'll we'll have to uh, for the fans of the podcast and fans of Lane. We'll definitely touch base with him on this issue in the mm -hmm. near future. Yes. Um, and he was also supposed to come on because of the Pelicans. It's it's just been a total fucking nightmare from beginning to end. Everything about this. Um, where yes. does this rank on your um pantheon pantheon of chicken sandwiches? It's it's funny because I was gonna ask you that. But um, for some reason, I didn't think about my answers whatsoever. Um, yeah. And so to, to buy time, uh, Meg Schleitiger is on Twitter at Meg Schleitiger. Um, she doesn't have, she has almost less followers than me. Yes, she doesn't have any followers. So please don't attack her. That's probably mean. Uh, no, of course it. it is. If we, In fact, if, if we could tell people to attack somebody, we would. But I don't think anybody cares enough or is is devoted enough. Nope. She's retweeting NPR. What a cuck. <laughs> nobody cares. And nobody cares that we want everyone to attack Russell Wilson just for fun. Okay. Um, I don't know why. Uh he's fine. I don't know. I'm not even a Broncos fan. Um, Noah, this ranks probably I can't think of a worse one that we've covered on the show. Sure. Um, what do you think? Does anything Agreed. come to mind? I'm no. I, I, I feel like I wasn't too ecstatic about like the burger king chick chick king sandwich um that comes up but i yeah, feel I like even that, that has breading um so that already beats this one um this is like i <laughs> i don't did i talk about this on the podcast but i've had i tried to eat like the grilled chicken nuggets from chick-fil-a a lot and uh, it kind of reminds me of that vibe where it's just like, yeah, this is healthier, but at what cost? No, exactly. And that that really is what it comes down to, Jacob, is it's taking the thing. And it's I think a lot of it, frankly, um, is due to the woke mob, is due to this 
this PC society where it's like, oh, we have to have, we have to cater to, to all sorts of groups. So let's make sure that we have a non-breaded black and chicken sandwich. It's like, fuck you, you guys, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired of all of these, these lib cucks that are Mm -hmm. trying to tell me how to live and eat chicken. It it doesn't make sense. It's taking the best part of something and removing it for for exactly what you say, for the sake of um, just saying that they did it. Yeah, and cancel culture, you know? Did did I not mention cancel culture? It's absolutely, it's a huge part of it. They're trying cancer, they're trying to cancel breading out here, these these libtards, Noah. And I don't say that, I say that with a hard tarts. Um, now I say mine with a hard lip, <laughs> <laughs> hard lip, yes, 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 yes. Um, and of course, uh, all Republicans love ratatouille, we know that, and they buy what, too. This is a fun bit. What do you think yes. is Republicans' favorite Disney Pixar movie? I think it might be Cars, <laughs> actually, actually, almost definitely Cars <laughs> or Cars or like any of the like just the first se- uh, scene in Bambi. Just yes, the, they like the first scene. Killing the mom. Yeah, and, and the racist Mickey Mouse cartoons too from World War II. Those are their yes. favorite. Um, yes. That's funny. They like Fantasia and stuff, you know, <laughs> big Fantasia fans. Uh, just to see an immigrant working. Um, they love that. Don't know uh, what the movie's about. Never seen it, but I agree. Well, yeah, we've gone through a weird hole here, Noah. But, <laughs> no, um, this rules. This rules. Um, I, <laughs> I do want to move on a little okay. bit but do you do Great. you have anything else you want to talk about the black and no. chicken sandwich no not not really i thought i think we really did cover it what well, size did you get uh did you get the fries i did so i did just sandwiches brother i did just three sandwiches. full just sandwiches because i was like this is gonna be 15 bucks a little more so i i was like i don't need the sides my sides were the two spicy chicken sandwiches classic Everybody be on the lookout for Noah's new dry bar comedy special called Just Sandwiches uh, by Noah Reynolds, which is a great title yeah. for a comedy. To be f- comedy. Yeah, to, to be. <laughs> that is a good title. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. All right. Let's move um, on. That's how we do it, Noah. Uh, before we uh, move on, I do. I wish you I could. just wanted to move on. Yeah, but let's go back. No, I want to talk about <laughs> something else. So we're moving on, but not moving on That's yet. That's what I meant. I just want, do we have to talk about the Denver Nuggets? Because we could talk <laughs> about White Lotus for 30 minutes. I, I, didn't, I didn't ask you before the podcast, but um, I am fully caught up with Light White Lotus. Have you seen this television show? Not one show, not one episode, not minute one. <laughs> All right, well. Somebody's going to get murdered next episode, and I have some theories. So right, uh, well. everybody follow me on my own uh, movie podcast. It's called Doug Loves Movies. Um, so you can find that. Whiskey this, and cigarettes. Whiskey and cigarettes. Um, and uh, thank you for joining the Will Montgomery Show. Um, Noah, shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network. Shout out to DraftKings. I've been making a killing betting against the Denver Nuggets this week. The mm. NBA season is heating up and there's still so many unknowns. You know, like when will Michael Porter Jr. come back? You know, uh, when will uh Michael Malone come back to the team? You know, many things. Now, when I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official, an sports, official betting sports betting partner, partner of the, of the NBA. NBA. Uh Jinx, you owe me. 
five bets. New customers can bet just $5 <laughs> pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out, dog. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. You just go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost. The bigger your shot to win big. No, It's like a spider, Jacob. The more legs you have, the bigger the boost. Yes, just like a human centipede. Yeah. This is our favorite part of the podcast, and you got it this week, Noah. Do you Absolutely, have the ad? I, f- I found my ad. Yes, okay. sir, I did. This, this is, is a call, call to action. action. Thank you. Um, download the app, and by the app, we mean the the sports, um, the DraftKings sportsbook app. So let me start over. Yeah, download start over. the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place five. Um, place rather. Ugh, a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get 150 fucking dollars in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum IG and eligibility restrictions apply. See, um, and then um, as always, if you live in these various states and are a fucking addict, then call those numbers. Yes. Um, and you know, addicts, Noah, they're always good at remembering long, annoying phone numbers to call. Well, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, yeah, they're good at deciphering the different um, states. Also, that is kind of, that is kind of mean. Like one of the numbers is 1-800-GAMBLER. Like they just call them a gambler when they're calling it. It's like, all right. Well, I, it's I called Alcoholics problem. or not. It's supposed to, you're supposed to, um, you yeah. know, uh, uh, admit or whatever. That's a good point. It. You do have a suicide hotline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't call it. Um, yeah, it'd be different. It's called the suicidal hotline. <laughs> yeah, it's 1-800-DEPRESSED is what the phone number is. It's like, oh, that seems kind of weird. Huh. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're yeah. right. We were really funny. I think we were very funny. But that's why you listen to this podcast, because we're very funny. And welcome back to Chicken and the Nuggets, your number one podcast recapping White Lotus Season 2. Um, boy, Noah, we got the finale next week. And Aubrey Plaza, she may have cheated on her husband or not. We're going to find yeah. out. She is gorgeous, though. I do love her. Yeah. <sighs> That's me. You would really like White Lotus. Um, <sighs> basing that off of you watching Mayor of Easttown. So. Oh, okay. Interesting. Did Mike White have something to do with Mayor of Easttown? Nope. Not a thing. Uh, Noah, the Denver Nuggets Basketball Association played three basketball games this week. Sure did. Um, now... My first question to you, Noah, is this our fault? Because we got on a podcast after the uh, Nuggets defeated the Houston Rockets and winners of four games straight. And we, I, uh, we both did, thought a storm was a Bruin. We thought a streak was about to begin. And then, of course, right after we released that podcast episode, um, the Denver Nuggets lost three games in a row. Um I have a list of things I want to go over that Nuggets fans should realize um, is my gimmick. Um, do you, should Great. we do that first, or do you have thoughts first uh, foremost? No, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. First of all, we are not to blame, Jacob. Okay, okay get that out of your head. We are not to blame. Okay. It was not our fault. 
But you took the words out of my mouth where we finished a podcast on a four-game win streak and then went into the week on a three-game losing streak. Meanwhile, we are still fifth in the West. We still have one of the top offenses, and I think this will be your gimmick, so I don't want to take step on too many toes. But um, yeah, not, yet, not, so. not, yeah, not an incredible week, Nuggets-wise, but also... Um, I think the MVP of the week uh, is Jokic's arms and all these bitch money complaining jerks online that aren't real Nuggets fans. But um, I guess we should just get into it. Yes, let's just get into it. Before my list of things Nuggets fans need to realize, and I do have 10. Um, Fuck, Scott, okay. local hero, um, uh, honorary hero of the game, Scott Hastings, Noah, was mm-hmm. on Inside the NBA. And... This is funny. You you did text me asking if I I've heard of this story, but Scott Hastings did punch Charles Barkley at some point during their playing career, and apparently that is the only thing Scott Hastings has done basketball wise. So, <laughs> well, he was on the bench when he punched him too. Yes, and he was on the bench when he punched him, and I've heard them bring this up him and Marlow before, but I haven't really uh, seen it. Uh, the video that they played on Inside the NBA. Uh, I love this bit. The only thing I wanted to bring up, Noah, almost a White Lotus type conspiracy is because every time I think Scott Hastings is about to get fired, he does something semi-viral. He he had that comment about (laughs) Flint, Michigan's water at some point. And then uh, like a month later, he, he got viral from being a video where he just turned around and asked like Jamal Murray if he was playing. I think it was Jamal. Maybe Jamichael like, Green, I think. Jamichael Green. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just asked him if he was playing or not. And he's like, well, there you have it. He's playing. Which, which is, was a great video, by the way, and really fun. Great video. And then this season, we haven't even talked about this, but I they I think they're phasing him out of play-by-play because sometimes he's on the sidelines now. Um, Katie Wingy kind of has been replacing him sometimes. Sometimes they're trying like a three-man booth, which uh, I don't really enjoy that as much. Um, I think Marlo and Katie are pretty good. Um, but I think, and then all of a sudden, he's on inside the NBA and probably won't lose his job now. So, Well, I think that, I mean, as far as we very rarely talk about this, but as far as the broadcast, it seems like they're doing what – Coach Malone is doing, which is staggering the rotation and really <laughs> trying, out some stuff, yeah. trying out some stuff, which I'm okay with. Chris Dempsey, we're both huge fans of, has both been sideline studio. He hasn't done any play by player color. Maybe he has, though. I wouldn't be surprised if he did and I, I missed it. But um, I'm with you. I think Scott Hastings, he used to be kind of low in my approval um, rankings, but yeah, I think he's good. I, uh, he's also been really good this season. I think, I think he's called some really big games and has just kind of been on his shit. Um, so it's great to see him in the national spotlight, dude. I will say Noah, I, me and my friends have a little bit of a running gag where every time there's a female referee, um, uh, he will say something slightly inappropriate. About <laughs> it. It's not overly bad, but you should notice next time because he also, it's hard to tell because he shit talks every referee, but he'll always call like a female referee new or like <laughs> or like uh, uh, just uh, missing things because. Well, he's a sixty-something-year-old redneck from where is it, Alabama or Arkansas? Uh, and um, rumor is drinking all the time. So. Yes, well, that's 
hilarious. I've known plenty of people that drink constantly at their job, and I think they've been good. They've been better for it. Well, um, shout out to Scott Hastings, of course. Jacob, the Denver Nuggets, the basketball, the Nuggets, the Denver basketball Nuggets played some games this week. Yeah. And you want to tell us what we should be thankful for. Is that what it is? Things Nuggets fans need to realize, because I don't know about you, Noah. I have been more discouraged by Nuggets fans than the actual Nuggets product. Um, it, yes. To me, Jacob, and I think you maybe agree with this, it, it almost, the negativity of them almost makes me start to feel negative, even though those aren't my actual feelings. And I think that's obviously a huge part of it is social media and, t- and yes. staying off of that. And, you know, usually the minority has the loudest voices and they're, they're yes. not necessarily um, in belief, but um, yes. Go ahead. And we should Let say me... that, yes, but these are the things Nuggets fans need to realize in order. Number one, it's December. Um, number two, MPJ is worth every penny. Uh, number three, Jamal will get there. Number four, it's December. Number five, <laughs> Ty Lawson. Just unrelated, but Nuggets fans should remember Ty Lawson. <laughs> uh, number six, Nuggets are two games behind the first place Suns. Number seven, AG's having a career year. Number eight, Twitter's hopefully dying. Um, number nine, Michael Malone will not be fired unless Jokic wants it to happen. Uh, and number 10, we're a small market. This is the most important. We're a small market. We need to make being a Nuggets fan fun. Noah, even if the Nuggets are losing, they need to be fun. You know how jealous I am looking at the, the Sacramento Kings have a cool light beam that they yeah. get to light up into the sky, and they're the same record as the Denver Nuggets. Like right now, the fan base for the Sacramento Kings are a more fun group than the Denver Nuggets group. And sure, you can put that on expectations, you can put that on the team, but I still think Nuggets fans have a responsibility to draw people, draw casuals in and not deflect like we're the Denver Bronco fans, to be honest. <laughs> so that's yeah, what I'm I, saying. I mean, dude, I think you, I think that's, first of all, a great list. Um, you obviously went in reverse order, even though you said you're going to go in order. Yes. Um, I thought I agree with every single one of those. You know, you and I, and this is part of the podcast, is we like to be positive and look on the bright side of things. And I think this is um, like a perfect example of that. Um, I don't know how many of the things I need to, those that I need to really break down too much. You don't have to, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, um, I well, I, as Nuggets fans do, I was this is what I was going to say. You and I have been Nuggets fans for our whole lives, um, and we've lived in Denver, experiencing the lack of interest that well, and Colorado. You know, it's a state of football mostly, and then every other sport comes second. So, um, I've always been very jealous of any sort of franchise that has a fan base that is not only loyal, and we have plenty of loyal fans, but that is having a good time watching them regardless of, or, you know, our basketball fans. And it's like golden state, dude, I can guarantee. I mean, they're shit in the bed this year for sure. I can guarantee you their fans aren't going around town saying let's fire Steve Kerr. And I'm sure they want to trade clay. I'm sure they want to trade Draymond. I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't think um, any fan would say that that's something that they would want necessarily. I, and it just shows that they have a lot more trust in their team. And I wish you know, I wish we had a lot of trust. I wish there was just more trust because I think they deserve it for sure. 
Um, and I don't know why so many of these Nuggets fans seem to just make it such a fucking bummer after every little tiny thing. Okay, there's our piece about the Nuggets fans. Let's move on and actually talk about the Nuggets. Um, okay. I, I didn't mean to cut it off, but now all of a sudden I'm just like, it is making me in a worse mood just even thinking Jesus, about it and talking yeah. about it. Yeah. So on a scale to uh, on a scale from 1 to 10, how concerned are you about the Nuggets? Let me tell you. Um, all right, I'll just answer the question. I would say, sorry, a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most concerned. Yes. Um, three or four cool, to five, <laughs> five I, at the most. I am at a one. Okay, um, wow. And and I'll tell you a couple of things why. Um, one, there from the things I said, Aaron Gordon is playing so good right now, and it is really cool to see. And I've talked about this almost every week, but the last minute of the Dallas Mavericks game yesterday really gave me hope. Actually, that. In a playoff situation, um, this will work. That was like a playoff game. They held Luca to zero points in the fourth quarter. And they sure did. They have had moments this season where they can actually turn it on defensively. And I, I know, like that's like the whole thing about people right now complaining about the Nuggets defense. But I don't really care about defense in December. Um, I think it's it's all an effort thing defense and it, it it is it's hard you know like i don't go to work every day killing it uh, you know like i don't expect nuggets to as well and also i have a slight conspiracy that Jokic didn't want to do overtime in december um <laughs> so he did not hit both his free throws to tie the ball game up and i just think there's a couple plays there where like Jokic had an open three and missed it. Uh, Bruce even had an open three before he hit that three. You know, so like NBA games are actually very easy to analyze when you look at, oh, the Mavericks made five more threes than the Nuggets in a one-point game. So like that's pretty much all you need to know right there. And it's just like the shots will fall. I loved the Nuggets um, play calling down the stretch a little bit. And Jamal will get there and then it'll help. And then MPJ on the floor is such a threat too, that it it makes up for, I would say one point against the Mavericks or eight points against the Atlanta Hawks. Now they, the new Orleans game, they pretty much got beat, (laughs) but that's going to happen as well. So I don't know. I'm actually a little more positive around these three games than most for sure. But I also think there's still, glimpses and uh showing potential of what i want to see in the playoff game so i'm mainly basing it off of like the fourth quarter in dallas for sure um even though they didn't win so yes um a lot of interesting points i think that um you know uh, is i think part of the defensive problem is that and you know you touched on this as the the setting expectations too high where michael malone the entire offseason is saying we're going to be a top 5 defense it's like all right great um it'd be great you know it'd be a bummer if we were 15th in the league but we're 24th in defense in the league so i think it's a little bit of like it's one thing you know you can set expectations but if you're going to set them so high you have to do a little bit better of a job and i think maybe that's where it comes in and it's also like the guys that we've got the guys that we acquired and got for defensive reasons have all been playing well. 
So it's kind of this weird, inexplicable thing where it's like KCP, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, when he's in, they're all playing really good defense. But like for some reason, that has not changed the fact that we can't defend at the perimeter. We can't defend inside. I mean, Zion is uh, insane. He's an animal. But but it, it, and I'm not by I'm I'm just not even playing devil's advocate. But I am seeing the reason that people could. And this is mainly just this defensive thing, because we just talked about we're top five in offense. We're one of the best shooting teams in the league. So it's like um, it's not a problem on that end. But um, I don't know, dude, I I agree with everything you're saying, but I also can see or understand what people are getting at. But then to your point earlier, which is Michael Malone's not going anywhere. He signed a five-year extension, and that's not including how long um, Jokic plays. Um, and it's it's just part of the system. So people need to suck it up. And it's December. Yes. And so to that, I would also say, did you see the Jeff Green uh, interview before he came back? I think somebody asked him about why the defense is so bad. And Jeff Green, um, who now doesn't know as much as most Twitter Nugget fans, but he also said that it's a brand new season, brand half new team. That takes like chemistry and buying in. And also, I think it also takes um, uh, consistency. And there's been no consistency with the lineup, with the bench. And I don't even put that on Malone, really, because it hasn't really been the starting five that they wanted yet. You know, I love Bruce, but he was supposed to be like the main bench guy. And now he's starting and being a, a great piece in the starting lineup and he can do that but it also moves up everybody a yeah, higher bones becomes bodes becomes the main bench guy and and his positives are huge but a lot of times as you know these last three games you saw he got benched in new orleans yes. i was looking at i thought he had a dnp but i could have sworn he played he played five minutes yeah and he and, played he played five minutes and then jose alvarado scored like 16 points in those five minutes well and then he went on to finish the game with a career high 38 so it's like you know clearly benching bones did not fix our defensive woes in that game but whatever the fuck no, but it, it is it bones. If I had to do like a rating for bones, I'm probably at like a seven with bones, uh, sure. concern wise. And that's oh, not okay. even not even offensive, uh, wise is it's defensive because now, even in the Mavs game where I thought he played really well, I still think he gave up more points than he scored. Um, you know, and and just defensively, he. It's just not there yet, and that's okay. Um, and I also don't – I'm a little concerned about Bones, like, tweeting a little bit. He tweeted, like, an emoji after being benched. That was, like, the blowing emoji or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly concerned about that. He had a quote after the Dallas game about how the locker room is frustrated about the yeah. defense being played. Sorry. But now it gets cut off where it's, like, the locker room is frustrated. You know, so like, yeah, no, he was just talking about defense and things like that. But that seems a little dangerous for me to have him be like this front spokesperson about things a little bit. And and I don't know, it's just because he's a little younger and and he's obviously not vibing with Malone's method too much. But um, I think, you know, they'll work it out. But so that was my answers about the defense, but also, um, the offense could be a little better for sure. The other positive about the Pelicans game, Noah, I want to talk about 
that felt like the first game where Jokic tried to carry it this season. Mm. And I enjoyed seeing that just to be like, oh, see, if he wants to, he can actually just kind of dominate and do what he needs to do to get a win. Now, they didn't win, (laughs) but it was mostly the second unit, which has been a ongoing issue for a couple years now. Um, So things don't changed overnight you know this is going to be a long season but um i think those were my main positive points anything else negative you want to talk about (laughs) well i want to say that Jokic, and we we've seen he's not nearly putting the team on his back as he has done in the last few seasons and that's a good thing frankly that means that we've been able to get people to pull more of the weight but Jokic not even playing his best basketball is still 23 10 and 8 so that's just, you know, talking about things to be thankful for, to remember is maybe that we have the second back to, we have the back to back MVP and this team was built for championship. So I don't know. Um, I don't have any more negatives. I'm just tired. Of, I'm tired of hearing people bitch. <laughs> All right. Sick, sick. Um, I, you know, it's funny. There was a story about Trey Young getting in a fight or something with this coach come out to before Mm -hmm. that game on Friday. And I think that makes uh, that loss even a little more excusable because maybe the Hawks are actually better without Trey Young with just just, just John J. Murray rolling around. And so that's going to be interesting. And I'm a big Trey supporter, but um, if he's like that detrimental to a locker room, uh, he's that detrimental. Um, For sure. And I'm watching... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I'm watching Atlanta right now lose to the Knicks. So they're, you know, a weird, they're a weird team. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. The NBA is pretty weird right now. And that's a, that's December basketball, you know, like the Mavericks were 500 a week ago and then they beat the Suns and the Nuggets on a back to back. Like these things happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know that the, 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 Utah Jazz were number one in the West for a month. You know, that's going to look hilarious when they have a top five pick uh, come uh, draft time. But uh, so there's there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, But what adjustments would you want to see, Noah? Because they Malone did tweak a little bit of the rotation. um, And I think I'm I'm very in the Christian Brown should play um, boat a lot. Um, I think Dave Henry did do things well, but I do think the Christian Braun Brown didn't fail at any point. Like his experiment didn't fail really on the court as much as I think Malone thought. Um, But I'm not as, what do you think? Are you more excited about Christian Brown playing or Zeke? Because I'm way more Mm. excited about Christian Brown playing. You know, I would agree. I think I am more excited about Brown playing. I've had Zeke stock since the beginning. I love him. And I also, I mean, I would just say that I think that's a really good problem to have to figure out which of those two guys you would go with. Because Zeke has some, will have some really key plays in any given game. And, you know, Christian Brown is just regular, consistent baller. Um, So I think he would be the guy to make it into the lineup for me. but, you know, Ze- Zeke is a great be- plan B. Um, and, you know, speaking of which, I think that I think the backup center thing has been something we've talked about at nauseum. 
And that that hasn't quite clearly hasn't been figured out. I, you know, I would give minutes to like Vlaco do the small, small ball five, which changes up the whole lineup kind of in, uh, in terms of that second unit. But, um, I, I mean, that that's the kind of adjustment I want. And, and you know, people, are, they're just, they're, they're screaming for him. I mean, I just have to imagine that there is a method to what coach Malone does. You know what I mean? It, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't well, have a point to this. I, I agree. And I really do think like he should be able to try some bench stuff out, you know, yes. like, like what if, if Dave on Reed, hit most of his threes, he would still be playing and he'd be like Malone did find a little Vlatko spark for a couple, like a week, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe that's wanting a little bit, uh, but um, I still think he's more valuable now than he was a month ago. You know, like you have to give people time to try and see what combinations are working. Sometimes he's been forced to try by like having no point guard, and making uh, you know or anything or no backup point guard um, yeah and then ish you know he had a couple good games and then kind of didn't do very well uh it, in in bones's benching um i should say too i did get a little bench from my beta fish bones just because really uh no i didn't that yeah. i should he does, have, he does he does have a sign that says welcome to finn city so <laughs> um shout out bones and bones um Bin city baby <laughs> Bin city baby that's really funny noah um, thank you <laughs> yes. yes of course um i don't even remember oh i was gonna ask you what is the record do you think the nuggets had last year at this time uh is it the exact same record no, it's worse. Okay. It's eleven oh, okay. and twelve. They were eleven and God. twelve at this time, and uh, we had lost to Sacramento three times by now last year. <laughs> yes, yes, they light the beam before the beam existed right. yeah. uh, three times. But so, just put it in perspective, this is basically a quiz you took in fourth grade that you'll never remember at this point. You know, so um, I'm not concerned at all um nuggets are 14 and 10 now if they lose the next two games in division against the portland trailblazers and utah jazz maybe i'm up to like a five but we'll see um we're i don't think they'll lose those games sorry yeah Yeah. i don't think i I had one thing um and maybe just very quickly but as we get through december and january the trade deadline of course and and trades and that stuff are really heating up is there any asset on the Nuggets you could see being used in a midseason trade that would help this roster? Kemba just got. I really wanted Kemba. I didn't know. I don't. Well, he was unsigned, so they they just picked him up on Dallas. I thought he would have been a really good guy in what Ish does, kind of. Um, but is there anybody out there available so, or otherwise that that we could use? And it would probably. I mean, it would have to be like a Zeke. It would have to be like a. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know who else. Probably Christian Brown. So, so that's a great question. I do have uh, some sort of answer, but first, I did forget to mention things that Nuggets fans should realize. Is <laughs> one, I hate seeing Boogie Cousins. Um, like, oh, we should have had Boogie instead because he had a couple good moments with the Nuggets, but the bench was still fucking awful, right? Last year, like, I don't understand that 
this revisionist history that he was good. And I also could care less about how good Ball Ball is doing on the, the Mavericks who can't. No, that one that is stupid. I, I love Ball. Okay. So anyway, we my... like his support. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for stopping my goddamn segment cold, dead, like a goddamn horse on a track. Anyway, Jacob, are there any yeah. trade targets or free agents that you think we could target that would um, we have yes. an asset for? Great. I I think. Do you think the San Antonio Spurs would take a Bones Highland for a Jakob Pertle? Jakob Pertle would be so good as a Denver Nugget because you need a backup five that is mini Jokic to play the same type of offense. That's why Mason Plumlee was actually pretty good as a backup five because he had similar things. If the Nuggets had Jakob Pertle, Jokic plays like not as much as he does now. I think it works out. Maybe they don't even do that deal. But um I don't know. What do you what do you think about my hypothetical there? Uh I knew you're gonna hate it. But it's yeah, fine. I mean I don't like it. I don't like it. Um I don't know. Bones really has the potential to be a, a legit blue chip guy, all NBA type player. Um I believe that and Jakob Pertle is exactly what you would is what you're saying is kind of just filling a position that we would need and not necessarily, well, not even that we need, but filling a position that would be helpful if we had it filled, but not necessarily like, I don't see that trade as necessarily both necessarily nuggets get better. I don't know. Um, uh, would you really be willing that willing to trade bones in this? You would trade him uh, in the winter mid season. No, I'm not. I was just thinking of, would that be a one for one? Uh, I did the NBA trade machine, uh, not at all, uh, cap wise. Um, but uh, I was just thinking of players that the San Antonio Spurs would actually want, um, because they're obviously tanking right now. Um, what if it was Jakob Pertl and your favorite Zach Collins for Bones Island? (laughs) No, No, I don't care about that. What here's my one what if we kept Bones and found somebody? to go to the Celtics and we brought Derek White home. That's not a bad idea. I like that. I like that. that, Yeah, I do like that. Nice. Um, That would be cool. Derek White. I I do think um, part of me would love to take a flyer on Duncan Robinson. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I don't know. He's like the how much does he contract? cost? Yeah, he costs okay, so much. <laughs> yeah, so much. But if somehow the Heat ate the contract, a like Carolina Panthers Baker Mayfield situation, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> then I would love to see something like that. You know, like let's just full on surround Jokic with shooters, no defense, um, sure. not even a little bit, and let's just outshoot people and and outdo right? it. Um. Other than that, I, I can't really think of any. The Nuggets don't really have assets. Um, like, well, we don't. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if we have assets that are something that we would give up right now. But that's any what team I mean, not tradable yes. assets. Yes, yes, yes. Any team in the NBA. I mean, almost all of our bench guys could start on the worst. Could be starters on the worst teams in the NBA, which I guess isn't saying a lot, but. Most teams in the NBA would be very happy to have any one of our guys. So I I do agree, and but I think like even the Nuggets don't ha- have um, uh, picks to trade, you know. So like they've already kind of used up all their 
their kind of future trade assets like that. Um, what about, uh, man, I don't know. There's There's got to be another kind of big that can slot in behind. Like, is well, it possible to get Mason Plumlee back <laughs> after all that? I, he, did you see his left-handed um, jump shooter against uh, Milwaukee the other day and the whole bench? It was like yeah. a meme. Everybody's yeah. going viral that's been on the Nuggets. I know. Well, and I was going to say, I mean, after that New Orleans game, again, talk about something that we couldn't afford, but get Jonas, dude. Get Jonas um, in that position to to back up Jokic. Honestly, it would be – that would be a um... – baller move to like mm-hmm. pair Jokic with someone he already likes to like and they're both centers you know like I think actually a Jokic Valanciunas front court could play together a little bit and see I how totally that goes well I think they could do yeah I do think I think I mean, really cool <laughs> Jokic is just running point basically and when was the last time there's a two down. two white dude front court too it'll Very be rare. It'll be like Rudy and Carl Anthony Towns, but actually works. So right, uh, yeah, well, yeah, dude, uh, that that would be cool. Yeah, he. I mean, I like Jonas. Did you see also in the New Orleans game? Um, they kept writing his name as Jose Valanciunas on the TV. <laughs> yeah, I did. Because they had Jose Alvarado, but Jose Al- Valanciunas. Anyway, um, those are kind of my dream scenarios. Um, but I still don't know if there's anybody that I would really be excited if they moved, I think we're in a really good position. We've been this way for really since the AG trade where mid season, we're kind of at a point that is really, that is good. It's steady. Don't rock the ship. And, you know, talk about consistency, bringing in another, you know, big contract type, big name dude will absolutely fuck up the chemistry. So yeah, that's fine. I agree with that. And I, I feel like fans can complain all they want, but and panic, but the front office will not panic. They know what they have. You know, this is a good roster, good team, and it's built around a two-time MVP. So you can't just mess with that. Uh, hopefully, we have a more positive talk. I mean, we were pretty positive, actually. We were really positive. Very, very positive. Yeah, but, are you kidding me? But this was a great talk. Hopefully, we have wins to talk about, I guess, is what I was Maybe you're just say. still pissed about whatever happened at work and i'm sorry about that and the chicken sandwich my red beans and rice were splattered everywhere i can't imagine finishing a day of work after that i go home i go home i say there's a a pipe leak i go home um but you're a better man than i yeah follow us on twitter at nuggets pod we be tweeting people hate it follow us on instagram at chicken and the nuggets um and i think that's it no do you have anything you want to plug Nothing to plug. Happy holidays. Um, Stay safe and healthy. Anything to plug, Jacob? Nope. I'm outie. Bye. Bye.